listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the State Assert Meet the Experts podcast, part of our ongoing series of podcasts, webinars, and other content designed to provide you with insight and expertise from industry thought leaders and seasoned legal, claims, compliance, and technology professionals. Today, we'll hear from two experts about the use of decision tree analysis to quantify litigation risk and better inform settlement negotiations and case strategy. With me today, I have Mark Victor, President of Litigation Risk Analysis, Inc. Mark is an attorney and is the nationally recognized leader in applying decision tree analysis to assess litigation risk. He has trained over 12,000 in-house and outside counsel and claims professionals on the use of decision analysis for all types of litigation matters and has evaluated some of the nation's largest and most complex cases, many of which settled for over $1 billion. And we're proud to call him a data cert partner as well. So welcome, Mark. Thank you. Our second expert today is Benetta Trahan. Benetta serves as VP of Business Intelligence Solutions at DataCert. She's responsible for directing product strategy and delivery of all of DataCert's reporting and business intelligence products and leads the team that delivers BI consulting services to DataCert's legal claims and GRC clients. Thank you for joining us for the discussion as well, Benetta. Glad to be here. Mark, you're an expert in applying decision tree analysis specifically to quantify litigation risk, but I want to step back a moment and ask you to simply define decision tree analysis for us. Sure. Decision tree analysis is a decision support tool that's rooted in long-accepted probability arithmetic. As you might imagine from its name, this type of analysis requires building out a tree-like structure that enables the user to visualize and evaluate the choices consequences, probabilities, and risks related to a particular decision. Decision tree analysis has been embraced by many disciplines. For example, it's taught in business schools, engineering schools, and even medical schools as a tool to support better decision-making. Why? Well, our brains are not naturally good at juggling uncertainties. So when we encounter a problem with even just three or four of them, we could easily be misled and reach the wrong conclusions. Decision analysis prevents this from happening. It is also an excellent methodology to help in identifying the relevant issues, understanding how they relate to one another, and more realistically evaluating each question. Okay, so coming back to the specific application of decision tree analysis that's of interest to our audience, how can this type of analysis be applied to the evaluation of a litigated case or claim? Well, clearly a lawsuit is a great example of a complex problem with many uncertainties. You'll have multiple facts and issues at play on liability, varying likelihoods of how a judge or jury could react to these facts and issues, a range of possible damages that could be awarded, and so on. All of these moving parts make it extremely difficult for an attorney to make a very key decision. What's the most we should pay to settle? Decision tree analysis allows the attorney to tackle all of this uncertainty within a framework that will generate the case value that is most consistent with counsel's opinions on each of the separate liability and damages issues at hand, and thus inform the best strategy to pursue. So when you say inform the best strategy to pursue, what's the actual output of a decision tree analysis performed for litigation? There are two key outputs I would mention. First, as I noted earlier, 
This analysis is rooted in probability arithmetic. So one output is the calculation of a probability-weighted average value, usually referred to as the expected value. Knowing this number enables you to recognize whether it makes sense to go ahead and settle, so you can avoid continuing to run up litigation expenses related to investigating the claim, discovery, experts, and so on. Knowing this number will also help you avoid overpaying on settlements or rejecting what really are reasonable settlement demands and thus exposing your company to unwarranted trial risks. For claims organizations, it's also a very useful number to inform reserve setting. The other key output is the decision tree itself, which is a visual representation of the key issues in a case, the relationships to one another, and the consequences that will flow from alternative judge or jury findings. It also displays the likelihood of the different potential outcomes. For example, the likelihood the judge will send the case to the jury versus dismiss it, the likelihood the plaintiff will be found comparatively at fault in a negligence action, for example, the likelihood of different damage amounts being awarded, that kind of thing. Having a completed decision tree as a visual representation of how your case might unfold provides an excellent tool to ensure that everyone is on the same page with how best to proceed. It provides transparency, enabling everyone to understand the key factors that influence the case value and clearly see that the recommended strategy is a well-reasoned, very logical combination of the attorney's intuition plus some quantitative analysis. I want to stop and talk a little bit more about this idea of transparency. In addition to the points you just made, I've also heard you discuss the value of the fact that decision tree analysis requires attorneys to communicate the likelihood of something happening in a case as a specific percentage. Can you talk a bit about this? Sure. Attorneys too often state their opinions in terms such as, there's a good chance, or in all likelihood, or there's a definite possibility the judge might do this or the jury might do that. When in reality, each of these phrases can mean very different things from person to person. Let's take one of them. If you had to assign a probability between zero and 100 to the phrase, there's a good chance, what would it be? Well, I'd say it's 60% likely to happen. Benetta? I'd say more like 80%. And that's exactly my point. Typical evaluations of a lawsuit are riddled with these types of vaguely stated opinions that don't have a uniform meaning from person to person. Even worse, if, for example, you had two defenses to an action, how would you combine a fighting chance of winning one and a good shot of winning the other to arrive at your overall probability of success? Decision tree analysis resolves these problems by requiring that attorneys' opinions be translated into numeric percentages. This both removes a lot of the communication-related ambiguity that goes into case evaluations, and it allows sound conclusions to be drawn about overall case value, all while still relying on counsel's subjective opinions about how the judge and jury are likely to react to the various evidence, arguments, and issues in the case. Point taken. Okay, I want to shift the focus of the conversation a bit now to technology enablement as it relates to decision tree analysis. 
Bonetta, what are some of the ways that technology can make usage of this type of tool a part of an attorney's standard practice for evaluating litigated cases or claims? Well, clearly technology assists attorneys on the mathematical calculations front, providing them with the ability to accurately and instantaneously calculate the compound probabilities that lead to the expected case value. But when my team and I started working with Mark, we really wanted to address some of the biggest technology challenges that Mark had observed in the market. These challenges were the key reasons that decision analysis has often been viewed as something you might undertake for big bet the company types of cases versus being a discipline that could be leveraged across a broad portfolio of a company's smaller cases. So probably the biggest challenge we wanted to take on was eliminating the daunting prospect of starting from scratch to build out a decision tree. You may have been thinking about this to yourself as you listen to Mark talk. How would I find the time to build out decision trees for my cases? And if I did, how would I know if I've got the right issues identified for my case and I've gotten them properly sequenced and related in my tree so that the expected case value will be correct? This is where the decision tree templates come into play. We provide attorneys with a library of predefined templates for specific case types so that they have a starting point for their decision analysis process and can feel confident that they have identified the right issues in the right order with the right interrelationships. Obviously, to build out this type of library, it's critical to have a subject matter expert like Mark Victor as your partner, and we're grateful that we do. That makes perfect sense. Are there any other challenges that you all have addressed via technology that are designed to extend the benefits of decision analysis to a company's broader case portfolio? The other key issue was simply that traditional decision tree analysis software was outside of the attorney's day-to-day workflow. On a routine basis, few attorneys, if any, would open a new matter or case in their matter management system and then jump over to a quantitative modeling program to conduct a decision tree analysis. So we decided to actually embed the decision tree analysis tool and templates into our legal matter management and our claims defense case management solutions so that they would be readily available to attorneys and could be used frequently. And the beauty of this is many of the features of these systems can then be applied to decision tree analysis. For example, an attorney in corporate legal can leverage collaboration features in the matter management system to enlist outside counsel's help to complete the decision analysis. Plus, all of your completed templates are stored in a centralized repository where you can easily run reports and queries against this data. Your comment about running reports and queries. In the business intelligence world, we hear a lot today about data mining, particularly mining of big data. Is there any opportunity to apply this type of concept here? Absolutely. If you think about capturing completed decision tree templates in a single repository, like a matter or case management system, where you are also storing data about a case's profile, its legal cost or outside counsel spend, and eventually the case's outcome, you now have the ability to mine all this data and query against it. There are lots of interesting possibilities that can come out of that. From a knowledge management standpoint alone, 
you've now got a very easy way to quickly see how a colleague approached a case simply by querying for cases with a similar profile. Or think about bringing on a new attorney. You want that individual to learn to approach a certain type of case in a consistent and acceptable way for your company. Again, your repository provides a valuable teaching and training tool. You could also start looking for trends. For example, what types of motions have we filed to get a certain type of claim dismissed? How often did we succeed? Or what about being alerted when your case is flagged as an outlier relative to similar cases? Also interesting is the ability to bring in data regarding outside counsel spend so you have better insight into the associated cost as you compare one pretrial or trial strategy to another. There are many possibilities. Before we wrap up our discussion of decision tree analysis, I do want to mention to our audience that you're both featured on a webinar on this topic called Winner's Edge, Decision Tree Tools, Templates, and Technology for Litigators. In this podcast, we really just scratch the surface regarding how decision tree analysis is applied to a case and its value in helping attorneys make better case strategy decisions and save on legal costs. So if you'd like to dive a bit deeper into this topic and see some actual examples of decision trees at work, I encourage you to register on datasir.com to view this free webinar. Mark, Benetta, thank you both for sharing a small preview of your expertise related to decision tree analysis and its valuable application to evaluating and quantifying litigation risk. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too.